This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. This is the Ion Preps podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state. With our award-winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And welcome to this edition of the Ion Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network, joined by Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, who is back from a great game he saw over the weekend, Wachita Baptist Henderson State. Uh, what a great game, E. Man, uh, and you know what? There's a lot of Arkansas kids, you know, playing for both of those teams. There's a lot. Of, I mean, honestly, the majority of those rosters are, are full of Arkansas kids, man, which, which you love to see. Yeah. Uh, you know, in teams like that, man, two really, really good Division two teams, two of the best teams in the country, and, and, and D2, to be quite honest, man. The atmosphere, I think I tweeted this out Saturday, man, just going to be hard-pressed to find a better atmosphere, particularly with D2 football, than what you get whenever those teams play, man. I mean, it's it's amazing. It was almost 10,000 people at the game. Wow. I think it was like 97, 9,800 people there. Uh, I mean, standing room around the berms, end zones, corners, wherever you can uh, get in. That's pretty much where you were. <laughs> uh, but great atmosphere, man. Another great game, which is always the case when they play, man. Battle of the Ravine. Battle of the Ravine, man. <laughs> that was 96th edition of it, I believe. Wow, that is, that is fantastic. I love that for for our state that that you know that they have that and they they've uh, continued to hang on to that tradition, man. That that's right. awesome, man. That is awesome. So let's talk a little high school playoffs right now. First week of the uh, high school playoffs are in the books, and uh, Eric, there were a couple of surprises, not not anything major, but I tell you what, there was almost a major shocker in the seven A playoffs as Bentonville West barely hangs on to beat a two-win Fort Smith Northside team. I think that was the one game that I, I was kind of watching outside of my eye. I'm like, hold on now. You know, yeah. is Northside going to actually get this done, man? Uh, West ended up pulling it out, man. But, hey, Northside didn't have anything to lose. Nope. Uh, they, they, they came out and, and left everything out there, man, and almost uh, got that got that monumental upset that you uh, just mentioned, man. They did. Play, play with the house money, man, basically. House uh, money. Literally play with house money, man. And they, can, they play well. That's, that's probably their best game uh to be quite honest that they've had in 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 a while uh you know as far as you know putting it together offensively and then you know doing just enough on defense but again i mean it, you know west kudos to them they, they came out and uh and pulled it out they but did. it's playoffs man so you almost can't expect any different that's right so uh west had taken a lead a couple of big leads in this game but Northside just kept hanging around and coming back and coming back finally Northside gets within three 38 35 get a touchdown and uh, and try on onside kick. They had tried onside a couple of times, weren't able to recover them. Tried onside kick. West recovered it, was able to run it out. But uh, big game again from Dalton Rice, the quarterback at Bentonville West. He and Jackson Brush have a nice combination there. They had three touchdowns, uh, three touchdown uh, passes or connections or whatever. And uh, Bentonville West survives and moves on. Moving down and staying in the seven A, Fort Smith Southside, a team that we talked about all year long. Um, you know, they they are able to put up a lot of points, but they also gave up a lot of points this year. Go over to Jonesboro, make the long drive from Fort Smith to Jonesboro and come home with the win, 53-27. You know, I, I figured that game would be kind of high scoring. Uh, I didn't know if Jonesboro would have enough defensively to slow down Southside, and it turns out uh, the options didn't. They did. Southside <laughs> put up 53, but, you know, what, what's new with those guys as far as scoring, man? But a uh, big game from, from quarterback Carter, Carter Zimmerman. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think uh, both the backs, I think Isaac and Amari uh, both had over 100 yards rushing 100. as well, man. So, yeah. yeah. Big win for Southside, man. They uh, they get the win there. As you mentioned, uh, Carter Zimmerman accounted for four touchdowns. So, Southside gets its first playoff win. E, I, I don't even know when the last time Southside had a playoff win. 
Man, it's been it's been a little while, man. Wow, it's been a little while, man. Look that one up. <laughs> now they uh, they got the win there. They will be uh, back on the road again this week. They get to come to undefeated Fayetteville, which had a first round bye after winning the seven A West. How about in the five A? Uh, this was a game we talked about. Camden Fairview, the lower seed, after Farmington had won the five A West and won the top seed. It was all Camden Fairview in this one, fifty nine twenty nine against Farmington. Just too many athletes for Fairview E. You know, and, and that game, that's one we talked about last week as being a, a potential pretty good game, man. And don't I wasn't surprised that, that Fairview came up and won, but I was surprised about how many points they did yeah. put up, uh, to be quite honest. And like you mentioned, man, I mean, the, the athletes at Fairview, it's, they, they've, they've been having them forever, it seems, man. And, and they were uh, just – there's too much uh, up in Farmington uh, last week. Yeah. It, uh, you know, they – they uh, I, I got a chance to see Fairview play, uh, play last year against Shiloh Christian. I think it might have been – uh, the second round of the playoffs, maybe the, maybe the third, I think it was the second, and was just very impressed, you know, with the athletes that they had on the field. Um, yeah. And, man, they're, uh, you know, those guys get one step on you and they are going to house it on you. And that's what they did. Yeah. That's what they <laughs> <Right>. did. Exactly. <laughs> that's what they did to Farmington. Uh, Shallow Christian, they were at home against Hot Springs. We thought that was going to be a great game. We've talked about Hot Springs having a good team, being in a tough conference, but had a good team. Shallow Christian, 58-22 in this one. You know, I, that's another one of those games where, I, you know, I expected Shiloh to win, but I, I was kind of surprised at the spread. Um, but, again, I think, you know, Shiloh jumped on really, man, and, and they pretty much took all the starts out of Hot Springs. And, it was, you know, it was what, I think at 1.44, was it 44-0 at the half yeah. or something yeah. along those lines or whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, Shiloh took control early, man, and never gave it up. Bo Williams only played a half in this game. He he, he had 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns, but he only played a half. You know, he's been battling an ankle injury for the past couple of weeks, so he hasn't been 100%. So I'm sure, you know, they, they were able to get him some rest in that second half. But how about their freshman quarterback, Cole Creighton, four touchdown Man. passes? Freshman. I, you know, I, I don't know. Has he played all year? I wouldn't I, I, I remember who that quarterback was. No, they've, uh, they've, had, a, they've had a sophomore quarterback. That's, um, what, that's what I was thinking. And, and yeah. but for him to come in and then – Throw four of them in in, in in playoff opener, man, against a pretty good high spring team, man. Hey, that lets lets you know what they got in the store for the for the rest of the few years he has a silo, man. Yeah, hot springs turned the ball over three times. You're you're not going to beat anybody. You know, turn the ball over three times, and you're definitely not going to beat Shiloh Christian turning it over three times. Definitely not going to beat Shiloh if you turn it over three times, and then you have a a, a punt blocked as well. So yeah, you know when those. Those things happen, man. It's pretty much going to be a long night, and uh, obviously it was. Yeah, it was a long drive home, you know, after. <laughs> <laughs> How about the defending state champions in 2AE going out in the first round? Hazen ousted. Man, I actually thought this was going to be the, the the best game of the night, to be quite honest with you, going in. You know, and I, I would have actually – I thought about going over there, but it was too much other stuff going on, man, so I stayed close. But uh, that game didn't surprise because Marchery is really good. Yeah, uh, they they usually put up a lot of points, and Hazen always has a good defense. So I wasn't shocked by the the low scoring, uh, and I wasn't shocked that that Marshall went over there and won that game. And uh, you know they they are a really good team, and honestly, they're probably one of the top you know three, four, or five teams into where they had a chance to win that state title, man. And then for them to go over there and, and knock out the defending champs, man, that that says a lot about where they're headed and what they've done. E, do you think that uh, Hazen maybe had a little hangover from losing to Carlisle the week before? I think it's possible, uh, you know, losing to, to losing that game against a, a big rival. I think it's very possible. But again, you know, I'm pretty sure Coach uh, kind of tried to get them back refocused because, like I said, Mark Tree is it is it uh, your 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 old Mark Tree teams of old? I mean, they they they're a really really good team, man, and it wouldn't surprise me they went on to. 
to make a, a deeper run uh, in this postseason. We know they got good athletes. They're always a factor in, in the basketball state tournament. They're always, you know, it seems like they're in a battle for a state championship in basketball. So we know they got great athletes. So they get this one, 22 to 12. Kenyon Carter accounted for three touchdowns in that game for Mark Tree. It's a big game, big game. Big game. How about Joe T. Robinson also knocked out in the first round? You know, Baseville has been, Southside Baseville has been, been good all year. Uh, I did think. Joe T would have a, a few more athletes to go over there and steal one. Uh, but, again, Southside has been salty all year. I think the only team that beat him in conference was Valley View. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so, you know, Southside, they got it done, got a field goal, uh, just a few seconds left to get that, that dub, man. And name of the game is to win in advance, man, and that's what they did. Exactly. Joel Busby from 30 yards. You're right with just a couple seconds left, and that gives Southside Batesville a 20-17 to 17 win against Joe T. Robinson. And uh, I, I was surprised by it. But, uh, hey, you know what? That's why they play the games, and, and uh, game, man. man, that's why the playoffs <laughs> are the best, man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to wrap up the first week of the playoffs for us on the podcast today. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll be joined by Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And we're going to talk about some recruiting. We'll be right back. Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere. With expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com. And we are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa, and I'm joined now by Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. He is the recruiting guru for us. Rich, what's happening uh, as we're getting closer to this early signing day in December for football? And also last week, we had our signing day for non-football sports. Yeah, obviously, uh, Coach Muss uh, signed to Jalen uh, Shelley and uh, Isaiah Elam, uh, both of those guys, consensus four stars, and then uh, and uh, Mike Neighbors signed an international player yeah, uh, from uh, the Netherlands, and uh, uh, had a good offer list. Made several uh, visits uh, to uh, schools over over in the states, and uh, he was able to land her. She's a guard, but uh, uh, you know, pretty busy. Obviously, he saw a lot of signings in all sports last week, and then. Uh, and come uh, December, it's going to be kind of interesting because obviously we're we're in uh, kind of uncertain uh, territory right now, especially after what happened on Saturday. A uh, lot of lot of speculation going around, and uh, anytime you have a, a three and seven season and you lose forty eight ten to a team that uh, you thought you had a chance to yeah. maybe uh, pull out a victory on, uh, that creates uncertainty and creates uncertainty in the recruiting and uh, just the overall state of the program. Well, Rich, I wrote in my column after the game that obviously there's going to be an overhaul uh, of the football program in one way or the other, whether there's a, a change at the top or not, because um, they've got a lot of holes they've got to fill. And, uh, and I also wrote in my column for people who are thinking that the quick fix to take a football program from a, a three or four win team to the promised land uh, all you got to do is look at Colorado and see how they turn, turned over their whole roster, got off to a good start, but now they've lost six in a row. So the portal is not always the answer to get it done. It still comes down to, Rich, I think, signing kids and developing them. Yeah, I I, I, I can't agree even more. I've always said that uh, your recruiting class as far as high school kids, that's your culture. That's, yes. that's the base of your program. 
And uh, yeah, you you go to the portal to find some uh, immediate help for for a few spots that maybe kids uh, from the high school ranks haven't developed at, you know, whatever position it may be. So uh, without a doubt, you you your 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 nucleus is from the high school kids that you bring in and you develop and yes. and they build your culture and and the and the guys coming in from the portal they have to come in and kind of buy into the culture that the high school kids that have been there for a few years uh, have developed. And uh, that's, that's the key. That's, that's how you build a strong program. In my opinion, Uh, obviously uh, you, you can get some quick fixes and stuff like that, but uh, I think uh, the base of your program obviously comes from uh, your recruiting classes. It's interesting too, how different coaches view the portal. Um, You take a guy like Dion who basically, turned over like 70-something players off of his uh, off of the Colorado team that he had inherited uh, and brought in pretty much an entirely new team. You got that You got that on one end of the spectrum, and then on the other end you got Dabo Sweeney at Clemson who says, I'm not going to use the portal. I'm not going to the portal. And now they're sitting here with four or five losses, and you're like, you might want to reassess that a little bit. I mean, I think there's some help in the portal there. So it's it, already it's hard to find that happy medium. And and what you're seeing too in the portal is there's a whole lot of guys in that portal because they're not good enough to play where they're at. And when you sign them, guess what? They're still not that great. Yeah, that 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 can definitely be the case. And it, you know, at the same time, there there's some kids that we've seen that uh, maybe have been sitting at another program that they go to another program. And they see the field and they they uh, they shine. Sometimes uh, the connection or disconnect with uh, the the coach that 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 kid's particular position coach. There's a disconnect. And, yeah. And and they're for whatever reason they just I, I just I, I'll just I'm, I'll bring up Martrell Spade as an example. When he signed with Arkansas, and in 2013. His first year at Arkansas, he, he hardly saw the field. It was mostly special teams. Yeah. The following year in 2014, he was an All-American. One of the best seasons Arkansas has ever had from a linebacker. He's a, He was the same guy, but you had a different defensive coordinator. Right. Certain coaches see certain things and like certain things in players, and sometimes there was a disconnect, and that's – I think that's why you see some guys going to the portal because they feel like they're not getting a fair shot. Martrell Spate went from a guy that hardly saw the field to an All-American the following year, and he had a different defense coordinator. So uh, sometimes that that, that can be the case, but there's so many different different other reasons. Like you said, there's some guys that just just not good enough, and they, you know, the next school's just open. Well, hopefully we can – motivate them and we we can you know get getting to playing a little better or what have you but uh and then there's there's guys that that had had pretty good careers at schools and decided that they wanted to transfer for whatever reasons but uh there it, it you have to you have to do your homework and that's something that i think overall arkansas has done a pretty good job as far as the portal they they've done their homework on guys and for the most part the guys that they bring in uh from the portal are usually contributed uh, Drew Sanders. I mean, he's what a great, you know, what a great portal signing he was from Alabama. He was a guy that, um, you know, came in here, made an immediate impact, played one season, turned that into, uh, uh, you know, got got a nice, uh, you know, NFL draft slot. Is playing well 
Um, I wish we had him for my Chiefs. I wish we had him there. Uh, but but he's a guy that's made a big uh, you know big impact for them. And and uh, I think Andrew Armstrong's made a, a big impact for the offensive side of the ball for Arkansas this year. I think he's been a oh, there's a no great doubt. He, he is the one guy. He is the one guy when he gra- when he catches the ball, he has a chance to go. Yeah. And when I say go, he has a chance to make a big play. Uh, you don't necessarily see that from the other guys. Uh, he he he's made some uh, impressive uh, catches and, and runs after the catches uh, lately, and you see his speed at, even though he's six four six five. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's been a good pickup, and they in the secondary they've had some uh, guys that have made some uh, 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 some very good uh, contributions uh, too. So uh, overall, the portal class is. Uh, been beneficial to Arkansas. Well, whoever it is that, that that's running the show next year, they're going to have to find some offensive line depth for sure. That's that's the biggest glaring need, and in, in, to me, is is they've got to get better there and get better depth there for sure. Well, and and I also I think what you'll see in some improvement there because uh, the younger guys that are in second, you know, their second year instead of the just their second year, they'll be in their third year, right. and usually. That third or fourth year for an offensive lineman is very, very important to to maybe see the field just because of their physical maturity and their strength. Right. Now we are the, today is November the thirteenth. It's Monday, November thirteenth. We are just about a month away uh, from the early first early signing day, mid December. Uh, the recruiting uh, class for twenty twenty four for Arkansas for football. Um, it was at nineteen. They've had one decommit. They're now at eighteen. Um, and so they'll have to do the best they can to hold this class together. Maybe maybe add two, three, four more players. Is that about right, Rich? Yeah, it, it just depends. You know, obviously, they're still looking, uh, still looking for defensive linemen, uh, offensive linemen. Uh, well, not offensive linemen, far as high school, but uh, for, for part of the portal. They hosted uh, Keyshawn Blackstock, uh, big dude. former Michigan State Ooh. offensive lineman, <laughs> over the weekend for that's, an official visit. That was a big dude, um, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good size, six yeah. five, about three fifteen. I was yeah. able to talk to him uh, after his visit, and uh, he, he definitely uh, looks the looks the bit. Yeah, uh, but he's already officially visited Ole Miss and uh, North Carolina State. Has visits to Louisville and Penn State coming up. We'll make a decision uh, mid December. Man, that'd be a nice get for them to get some guys with some size like that for sure. Uh, once again, uh, this is Richard Davenport. You can read Richard's uh, recruiting column in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. runs three days a week. You can also read his recruiting column at wholehogsports.com and also follow him on the X uh, to get the latest. And uh, I think you're going to want to follow Rich here uh, pretty closely in the next few weeks as he brings uh, more recruiting and other uh, information uh, to both his column and whole hog sports and on the X rich as always, man, we appreciate it. And uh, man, I know you're not busy at all. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. We're going to take another break right here. We'll be right back with the iron Pelts podcast. We'll bring Eric Taylor back in, and we're going to talk about this week's week two of the high school playoffs here in Arkansas. We'll be right back. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. 
or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! And we're back with this week's Ion Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network. I'm joined again by E.T. Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We're going to talk about week two of the high school football playoffs. And E.T., man, it starts with Mills at Parkview. Man, they, they, I covered the Mills game uh, this past Friday, and uh, they, they they got by win and, and a pretty good game, actually. And uh, Coach uh, Cortez Lee mentioned, you know, a little bit uh, in this postgame, uh, uh, talk to the team that they were really, you know, they were going to enjoy that for the next 10 minutes and then flip the page to Parkview, man. So that's a game they're looking forward to. Um, you know, it's a kind of a, a, a crosstown rival, so to speak. Um, you know, they're more known to, to face each other on the basketball court more so than football. But hey, this is a chance for, for them, as yeah. you said, put it, a chance for them to uh, uh, make a name for themselves. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a big game, man, uh, between two teams that are, that are pretty good teams, man. Of course, we know what part of you brings, man. They've been doing it all year. This is what uh, they bring, E. What they bring, man. <laughs> <laughs> Number one team in the state, brother. Yeah. Uh, so, me, I think, but Mills understands uh, just the challenge they have uh, in front of them, man, and it's it's not going to be easy. That's that's for sure. With Parkview, man, they're like the old, that Rocky movie, man. When the guys telling telling uh, Creed, "What stay down, just just stay down, just stay down." <laughs> right, right, <laughs> exactly, man. man. Uh, so, hey, hey but it, it should be a a, a well attended game, and the atmosphere should be really good uh, over there at War Memorial. Um, and and like I said, meals will be ready. They will. Uh, and, man, no they're tough, know. E. I mean, my, you know, they won a game a couple weeks ago without 12 of their dudes, man. We, yeah. we know they are yeah. tough. They they went over to Robinson and, and, and beat Robinson without, you know, 12. And it wasn't just 12 bench guys, man. These are 12 guys that, you yeah. know, most were starters. Yeah. Uh, so, that's said, they'll be ready, man. But, again, Parkview is a different animal. It's going to take a, 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 a tremendous effort, I think, from, from Mills to get that done. But, hey, again, like you said earlier, man, it's playoffs and anything can happen, man. Talk about Achilles Ringo. First, first of all, is there a better name in Arkansas high school football than that name? Achilles Ringo. And it's you know how old I feel. I used to cover his dad. Uh, wow. During his high school career when he played at Dollarway, and I talked to him a little bit after the game uh, uh, Friday night, man. And, and you know, it, it's good to see him because he like looks like he can put on a pass now. He's probably, I guess, forty now uh, or whatnot. But hey, it, that's that's a great name for for a kid to have. And he, he's a really good athlete, man. He plays basketball as well. Uh, but I think the thing that about him that that makes him really good. I mean, he, he's he's throwing all these you know big yards, but he's able to to move the pocket with his legs, man. And I think that's the key for this team. You know, yeah. he he doesn't want to be labeled as a pocket passer uh, because and he throws better on the run. To be quite honest with you, man, and he keeps plays alive. And I think that's what makes this team go. You know, and he's able to do that consistently against Parkview. And if Mills can get a few stops defensively, which is something that teams really hadn't done outside of Bryant uh, consistently against Parkview this year. Uh, you know, they, they the longer they hang around, the better the chances. Put it like that. Yeah. Man, uh, Brad Bolding, he, you know, he's just brought that that mental toughness uh, oh, yeah. to Parkview. Um, I know E.T., you and I have talked about this more than once. Uh, if any guy out there was ever a perfect fit for Parkview, it's it's Brad Bolding and uh, – you know they they just line that line up and run the the ball down your throat and their 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 philosophy is this is what we're going to do this is who we are stop it if you can and so far few teams have been able to stop it 
Exactly, man. They, they're going to keep doing their thing. They're not going to allow you to dictate what they do. They're going to just do the opposite, man. They, they're going to dictate what <laughs> the yeah. other team does, man. And, and you know, they, they get with something, stick with it. Uh, they'll find your weaknesses, man, and, and they exploit them, you know, more times than not, you know. But, that, again, like you said, he brings that that toughness mentality to that team, man, that, that consistency. And they, they have a, a true culture over there now yeah. to the point to where they believe they're going to win every game and you got to prove them wrong. You know, and that's what you want, man, out, out of a coach, and, and, and it's been in a program like he had. I was reading their story. They played Thursday night against Alma. You know, poor Alma. Hey, congratulations, you made the playoff. Oh, by the way, you got to play Parkview. Parkview, yes, as your reward <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, but apparently they're running back, and, and Coach Bolding didn't see eye to eye on the first couple of plays, I guess, and, and uh, Bolding said, hey, get over there and sit down a minute, and then when you're ready to do it my way, I'll put you mm -hmm. back in the game. And then he exactly. looked at the other 33 running backs he got over there and said, uh, hey, number 27, <laughs> come on in here and play. Come on in here and play. And I think when he did that, I think uh, the kid that got in, I think, scored on a very yeah. nice play. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's part of you, buddy, man. I got, got to love that guy, man. That's, man. that's my guy, man. Man, when you, you know, and when you're winning, you can do things like that. And, and again, you know, he's, you know, what what a tremendous job he has done over there. Um, and he has built, built a monster. He, he has built a monster there. Exactly. And this, hey, he's got more coming. I mean, they still got a lot of young kids on that team, man. So, it, hey, they're going to be there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. talk about Cabot at Bentonville. Uh, Eric, um, uh, Bentonville got a bye last week because they got the number two seed. Uh, they beat Bentonville West to get that number two seed, got a bye. Bentonville has not played well at times in this situation coming off of a bye. But the one good thing that Bentonville was able to get out of the bye was Carter and I got an extra week to kind of get that ankle a little bit better. So, uh, But Cabot is not going to – I mean, that's going to be a tough game. You know, Cabot's been been steady. You know, they 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 haven't won against the you know the the, the bigger teams, of course, Conway and and Bryant and guys yeah. like that. But Cabot's been you know consistent pretty much all year. And this is actually a game that they're probably looking forward to. They they played Benville last year in the semis, and I think uh, they lost by two. I don't know if it was yeah. the last second field goal it, or what it was. It was a tight game, game throughout. Yeah. Uh, so they, this is a game that they're probably looking forward to. And uh, like I said, they 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 played well. They played really well last week against Harbor. Uh, so. Uh, Cabot's going to come up, man, and, and give it their best shot. But again, like you said, uh, a week off uh, gave you know Mr. Nye a chance to 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 rest that ankle a little bit more, and also I expect him to come out and, and have a big game as well. So this this should be a pretty good game, man. It should be. It should be. Uh, Shallow Christian at Valley View, the Saints not really accustomed to going on the road uh, for the playoffs yeah. like this, especially in the second round. E, how will that affect Shallow Christian? You think making that long drive up to Valley View? You know, like you just mentioned, man, I, I shoot, I can, when the last time Shiloh's been on the road, man, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's been a while, I would imagine, man. And then they're going across the state uh, over to Jonesboro like, with Valley View. And honestly, this is this is the game in 5A that I'm looking forward to more than anything, just because of what you just said. Uh, Shiloh is, is is having to travel. They're not traveling, you know, anywhere in their vicinity. And they're going across the state to play a really, really good Valley View team. And, uh, you know, as people may look and, and see Valley View on, on the schedule and don't think that they're, uh, powerhouse football. They're probably more known for for women's uh, girls basketball and volleyball. But the football team has been good for yeah. for quite a while now, man. It's not a, a, a first year thing for them. Um, and they're they're really really good at home. You know, they they beat down a really good Marmel team last week as well. So I mean, it's one of these games where I expect uh, a lot of points to be scored. To be quite honest with you, man. And we're gonna see how how shallow adjusts to to having to travel. You know, that far 
uh, for a playoff game, man, this early in the playoffs. Well, we mentioned earlier in the show, Bo Williams was able to, you know, to only play a half of the game uh, last week against Hot Springs, so that he's been kind of trying to get over this nagging ankle injury. So, uh, you know, that should benefit Shiloh Christian. But man, uh, Carson Turley over at the Valley View, man, that, that quarterback has put up some big time numbers for them. And man, that that kid ha has been doing it his whole career. I think he gets uh, a, a little um, doesn't get as much notoriety uh as he, he probably should but that kid he, he just wins you know he he puts uh puts his best foot forward every friday night he's always got the team in the games you know and when they need a, a big play he's usually the, the guy that makes it you know so he he he, he is as good as advertised and, and that's somebody that that shallow is going to have to pay attention to i mean i, I would imagine he's probably uh circling on there on oh, their yeah. scouting report as the guy to stop you know, oh, yeah. and if you slow him down, then you generally can slow down Valley View. But if he gets going, it's hard to beat the Blazers, man, especially at home. That should be a good one. And then this one, Ian, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Pulaski Academy is kind of kind of lurking in the weeds a little bit here. They're they're at Marion. <laughs> at, they're on the road. First of all, that they're on the road uh, Friday night. The they're at Marion. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, and I'm going to bet you that Anthony Lucas is playing this us against the world thing to them oh, big yeah. time this week. I can just about guarantee you he oh, is, yeah. man. To make it, <laughs> and, and 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 he's probably told these guys, hey, everybody has, has counted us out and things of that nature. But I may be honest. I mean, can you ever count PA out in, in, in no. football? You know, regardless well, of what kind of season it, they it, had. If I you mean, want, if you want to get snake bit, you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, they can just just as easily get it going and 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 win this whole thing, man. But this is a game. Again, it's a big game, man. Because again, they're they're PA kind of like we just mentioned with Shiloh. Uh, they're on the road. Yeah. You know and. It's not like they they're on the road at, at Catholic or somewhere else, Morrison, places like that. You know they're going up northeast Arkansas, you know, and, and playing a really good Marion team on their home field. So we're going to see how they adjust to that, man. But like, again, I'm with you on that, man. PA kind of a kind of a sleeper is seen. I mean, which is just crazy to even yeah. say or even think uh, that the defending champs that, that's been there just every year seemingly is. is you know, being slept on. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild. Well, Brandon Cobb's having a big season for PA. Thirty-five hundred yards passing. Uh, no surprise there. They're able to put up big numbers. Um, this is a big game. I, I know. You know, if you're looking at it, if you're basing it on paper and looking at past history, PA rolls in this one. But I think Marion's going to give them a, a tough game. I think Marion will, man. Like I said, they're they're a good number two team from from the East, man. There's no shame in and finish the second to to, to Benton, who uh, who has just been clobbering people ever since week, you know, week two, I guess. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be a, a big game. And I guarantee you PA is looking at it as such. Uh, and Marion, this is probably, for Marion, their biggest game of the year, you know, since the the, the Benton game, you know. And they've got the, the defending champs coming in, and they got a chance to knock them off. So they're, they're going to be amped for it, and I'm pretty sure PA will be as well. Absolutely. Now, E, you got to give me your player of the week. I know we didn't have as many games played last week. Um, you know, because a lot of teams had buys or whatever. But I got my fingers crossed on who it might be. But but who, who's your player of the week this week? <laughs> man, it, it, it sounds like a broken record, man. You had several guys I, I was looking at, man. I, I We just talked about Carson Turley at Valley View. I was looking his direction. Uh, Kyler Wolf at Lakes, Lakeside had a big game. Deshaun Chairs up at Elkins. I yep. think he had, what, five TDs five on the TDs, ground. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with another guy from, from Northwest uh, at Charleston, Reach. I always butcher this guy, this kid named Reese Marechka. Marechka, yeah, Marechka, 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 yeah, Marechka. Yeah, I've always butchered it. Uh, but he had a monster game uh, with Charleston, man. He had 172 yards rushing, six touchdowns. Yeah, uh, he caught six passes, uh, had seven tackles, uh, two tackles for loss, 
And uh, I think Charleston needed all of that to kind of slow down Barton. They ended up winning that game, uh, 49-28, I believe. Uh, but he's going to be the player of the week, man. He's one of those guys that that one of their 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 top returning players. He's probably the top returning player they had from luck. They lost so many guys from last year's team, uh, but he stepped up in, in the opener, and and they're starting to, I guess, uh, make their annual state title run. Man, but a uh, big game from him, and kudos to Charleston. Yeah, this just in, man. Sleep on them Tigers, man. You go ahead and sleep exactly. on them, and you'll be uh, you you get exactly, the, man. Get... They, they do what they do, man. This yeah. this they time of year, man, to get going and. Uh, he definitely got him off on the right track. That's for sure. Yeah, you sleep on the Tigers, man. You, you and your girlfriend gonna get to have that date next Friday night, man. She, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'll be available. <laughs> exactly, man. That's awesome. <laughs> well, man, ET as always, I appreciate it. And uh, coverage uh, by the by the staffs of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Non, you, you can't compete. We're, they're the Park View of of, of media. <laughs> is what they are. Uh, great games and uh, ET man, you guys do a great job down there. And and my guy Graham yeah. Thomas, his guys and Leland. Barkley and those guys do a great job. So if you're listening to the podcast or if you're watching the podcast, I'm sorry, this is a face just made for radio or podcast, but you get to see it. Uh, but anyway, if you want to get the best in high school sports coverage, it is with the it's with the Democrat Gazette and Wico Media family, Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Little Rock and Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette here in Northwest and the River Valley Democrat Gazette down in Fort Smith. They've got the best in coverage for you, so you'll want to check that out. ET, man, I will get back with you next week. Man, I cannot wait to talk about some of these games that we're previewing, man, next week. And and that's just the games that we mentioned. It's, it's, it's a, a lot one, of yeah. other good games, especially in them lower classes, man. I mean, one, and, and I did even mention, was the, the Malvern playing at Hardy Academy, the rematch state title game. It's yeah. a lot of good games in, in, in this uh, the second playoff week, man. It is, it is. Well, man, Eric, as always, man, I appreciate being on with me, and uh, we'll be back next week with the Eye on Preps podcast. Good deal. Thank you, sir. <laughs>